Good day, my friends. Welcome back to Eating for Energy and Weight Loss. This is your host, Rita Haddad, and I am back with another educational, informative episode here for you because it is my passion to arm you with knowledge so that you can increase in health and increase in your quality of living so that you can enjoy your life and not just go through the motions. So that's what I'm here for today and every Thursday and always and forever to um, help you to better yourself with small, easy, quick little tidbits and information simplified because we don't want you getting overwhelmed. That will not help you one bit. So thank you for tuning in. Um, If you are new here, welcome. Thanks for giving me a listen, and I hope you will check out the archives and the prior episodes because there's a lot of information going on here, and the information I love to share mostly has to do with increasing in your health physically, healing from the inside out, but also emotionally and spiritually and mentally. If you are not new here, thank you again for tuning in, and I love to hear from you. I get texts and messages and emails from people often saying that they're learning so much from this podcast and that they're enjoying the content, and I so appreciate your feedback and your support, and I want to encourage you to continue sending me your questions and your comments, and give me any information. Tell me your story and share with me so that... I can work with you, but also so that I know which direction to continue to take these episodes so that you can get all the information that you need that's going to help you. Okay, so as promised in my Q&A last week, I am doing an episode all about sugar. Sugar, sugar, sugar. I know that is can kind of be defined as an evil word. So sugar is really demonized in our society, but I'm here to tell you that not all sugar is bad and that your body actually needs sugar. It's true. Let me say it again. Your body actually needs sugar. It's important to get sugar. However, there are so many different kinds of sugar, and that's where today's informative podcast comes in, is that you have to know which kind of sugar your body needs. And like all things, eat that in moderation and give your body what it needs and what it wants and what it desires and ditch the rest. So without getting too deeply into the science of the body, I am going to get a little sciencey on y'all here and just tell you a little bit about how the body works. So every single cell in your body needs sugar as a form of energy in order for the cell to be able to do what it was destined to do. So these little machines inside of your cell called mitochondria actually use the energy that comes from food, but also from sugar, and turns that into adrenaline or the burst of energy that you need to work through a huge project or that creative inspiration or that mental clarity to solve problems in your day-to-day. So your brain uses about 50% of the sugar that you take in through your body. 
which is why it's really important to be picky and choosy about what kind of sugar you put into your body, right? If you put all the junky stuff into your body, it's going to go into your brain and it's going to make your brain foggy and you're not going to be productive in anything that you do. Um, and there are many different kinds of sugar. You would be surprised. A simple internet search will show you that sugar comes in so many different forms and in so many different names. And there are code names and there are scientific names and there are natural types of sugar that they fall under, but not all sugars are created equally. And that's the thing is that your body doesn't care what kind of sugar you have. Your body doesn't decipher between honey or table sugar. Your body only knows, oh, sugar. I need this for my cells. Let me trigger all of the proper responses to get this sugar into the cells so that I can keep my host human alive and functioning. So here's the thing. I'm going to focus today on a few main types of sugar that are found in almost everything on earth. Glucose and fructose. So glucose is metabolized by every single cell in your body. Every cell you have in your body needs glucose to survive and thrive. On the other hand, fructose is almost entirely metabolized by your liver. Now I could fill a whole nother episode just talking about the liver, so I'll save that for another time. But I do want to say one thing here today, and that is if fructose is being metabolized almost entirely in your liver and your liver is the main center for detoxification of your body, then that means if you put together all of the pollution and toxins that you take in, either orally or through your skin or through your hair or through your hands or what you're eating, then your liver is working hard all day long. And if you add on top of that, tons and tons of fructose that's coming in from the foods that you're eating, that is going to overwhelm your liver and it's going to give you a whole bunch of problems. I'm talking brain fog, fatigue, um, cognitive deficiencies, not to mention all of the physical problems, right? Fructose has been linked to diabetes and heart disease and cancer and obesity and all of these other conditions. So again, I'm going to save all of the information on the liver for another episode, but I do want to get back to the sugar. So it's important to know glucose is metabolized by every cell in your body. Fructose is metabolized almost entirely in your liver. And there are so many different kinds of sugar out there that it's almost hard to know what's good for you and what's not good for you. So table sugar, for example, it's what you can buy in the store. It's actually a naturally occurring sugar. It's usually made from cane and it's found in many fruits and plants. It's probably the most natural form of sugar you can have as far as added sugar that that's not um, a processed sugar like a coconut sugar or a beet sugar or something like that. Table sugar is probably um, the most equivalent to what you would find by eating a piece of fruit, for example. However, table sugar goes through some crazy processes to become the white crystalline sugar that you buy in the store. 
First of all, table sugar is not vegan. So if you are vegan and that's important to you, table sugar is not vegan. I won't go into the details today because this information can be gross or scary for some people, but I do encourage you to do an internet search about what makes table sugar vegan or not vegan so that you can inform yourself and arm yourself with that knowledge. If you are vegan or are concerned about what is in your table sugar, I highly recommend buying organic table sugar. That will keep you safe. Table sugar is also bleached. It is not naturally white. So if you are thinking about your liver and you're concerned about what's going into your body because you want to keep your liver healthy and you want to allow your liver to keep inflammation low by detoxing as it's been designed to do, then you will want to buy unbleached table sugar. Unbleached table sugar is actually a golden tan color. It's unbleached. It's in its natural form. If you buy unbleached organic, even better. So table sugar is about 50% glucose and 50% fructose bound together in each of those tiny little crystals. It's used in all kinds of desserts and foods. It's the it's the sugar that you might add to your tea or your coffee. It's the sugar you would use to bloom um, yeast if you're a baker and if you use yeast in any of your recipes. So it's very common. Um, I use sugar to feed my scobies when I make kombucha. Uh, but again, I buy unbleached and organic, so I consider it to be safer. Next, we have high fructose corn syrup. This uh, type of sugar has been, it's very popular, but it has also been highly demonized and probably for good reason. High fructose corn syrup is produced from a corn starch via an industrial process that basically strips the corn starch and removes the sugar from the corn and turns that into what we know as high fructose corn syrup. It consists of both fructose and glucose, just like table sugar. However, it has more fructose and less glucose. Fructose has been connected to rapid aging of the cells in your body. So what that means is the cells are dying and regenerating faster than their normal lifetime is supposed to be. And when your cells die and regenerate faster, it basically physically ages you. So I'm sure you've all heard of your biological clock versus your, or your biological age versus your physical age. So my physical age might be 35, but my biological age might be 42. And what that means is the cells in my body, the cells that make up my organ systems, the way my body is functioning from the inside would be functioning as a 42 year old when I am aged 35. So that's, you know, a seven year difference. That's a pretty much older body than what it's supposed to be. This is due to too much fructose in the diet. Unfortunately, because high fructose corn syrup is so popular in the United States, it is almost impossible to avoid it unless you A, make everything from scratch, which is not easy and not realistic for most people, or B, just eat very, very, very little processed foods. 
If you have the means and the resources and the time, read the labels on the foods you're buying and look for keywords such as high fructose corn syrup. And if you stick around, I'm going to give you a bunch of other keywords to look for when you're reading to be able to identify sneaky hidden sugars that are inside the foods you're eating. Another type of sugar, which most people have not heard of, but it can still create a lot of problems is galactose. Galactose. Now, galactose is a sugar that's found in dairy milk. And why would something like galactose be added to dairy milk? Because galactose and lactose, which is naturally occurring in dairy milk, together combined create glucose. Now remember, glucose is metabolized by every cell in the body, which means your cells need glucose. However, what does that mean for your children and yourself if you are drinking dairy milk? It means you are creating sugar inside of your body. Add on top of that um, starchy vegetables, carbohydrates, processed foods, all the other things that convert to sugars inside of your body, and it can truly overwhelm your system. Galactose has actually been linked to allergic responses from dairy. So for example, if I'm getting an eczema or psoriasis breakout every time I drink milk, then that is an allergic response that my body is producing in order to communicate with me that there is something I took in that it is unable to metabolize or digest. The toxin needs to come out some way, somehow, and because my liver is backed up, it's going to come out through my skin. Now, this is different for every person. Different allergic responses occur in different ways according to each person's unique physiology and physical responses to nature. Now, again, I will mention that your body does not care what kind of sugar you bring in. Your body is sort of like on a one-track mind, right? So your body is saying, cells need sugar, sugar is energy, energy is required for my host human to survive and thrive. So whatever sugar you bring in, it's going to use. It doesn't say, oh, this is galactose, and this is lactose, and this is high fructose corn syrup, so I won't take those in. I'll only, I'll only wait around for the table sugar, or I'll only wait around for the honey or the agave or the maple syrup to come in. No, your body doesn't care. Sugar is sugar. This is why it's so important to be mindful where your sources of sugar come from. So for example, dried fruit are an excellent source of natural sugar. Maple syrup, be sure to buy amber or light amber, grade A maple syrup. It's an excellent source of natural sugar. Honey is an excellent source of natural sugar. I always recommend buying raw or organic honey when at all possible and local, local, local. Local honey, what does that mean? If the bees that are making your honey live locally to you, then it impacts your gut microbiome in such a way that it prevents seasonal and environmental allergies because the honey that you're taking in is fortified with all the pollen and the nutrients from the flowers that are in the area where you live. So that will actually build up your immune system and keep your gut microbiome in check. 
it will keep you healthier ultimately in the long run. So when at all possible, spend a few dollars extra on local organic or raw honey and use that. Molasses is another excellent natural sweetener. Blackstrap molasses in particular is super, super good for increasing in iron naturally and without heavy metals. Also without stomach distress and without cramping and problems with your elimination. So blackstrap molasses is good for you and more than just for sweetening your food. And as I've already mentioned, dried fruit is an excellent source of sweeteners. You can soak dried fruit to reconstitute them and you can blend them into granola bars, into smoothies, into um, chia bowls or any anything that you want that you need a sugar for, you reconstitute them by soaking them in hot water overnight or for a couple of hours on your counter and then blending them up. However, as all things, and I will always say this here, you can always you can always know that this information is coming. Buy organic whenever possible. You want your dried fruit to be pesticide and chemical and toxin free as much as possible. That being said, if at all possible, buy sulfur-free dried fruit because we take in a lot of sulfurs through the environment and through the other foods that we eat, you don't want too much sulfur in your body. It can also create some problems for you. Plus, it doesn't make the food taste very good. If you think about uh, dried apricots, they're a beautiful golden orange color. The sulfur is a preservative that keeps them that beautiful orange color, but it doesn't make the fruit taste very good. It gives it a metallic flavor. If you buy a sulfur-free dried apricot, it's an, a brown color. It doesn't look appetizing, but my goodness, it is nature's candy. It is so sweet and so delicious. And you only just need one to satisfy that sweet craving. Maybe two, maybe three, if you really need something sweet. But that's usually what I found in our household. That's usually enough. So I've given you a whole bunch of alternatives to um, not for natural sugars so you can avoid the processed sugars as much as possible. But how do you know if what you're eating is a processed sugar? I'm going to give you some tidbits here that are easy to remember so that when you look at labels, you'll know what is processed and what what is safe to eat and what isn't basically. What is sugar and what is not? Because sugar comes in all kinds of crazy names you wouldn't even know. So let me see here. Any words ending in os, for example, glucose, fructose, lactose, galactose, those are all sugars I mentioned in this episode today. They all end in os, O-S-E. That's a key word to let you know that this is an added sugar. Um, anything that says sugar in it, obviously, that's very obvious. Beet sugar, brown sugar, coconut sugar, or granulated sugar. Again, I mentioned a lot of these things in the episode today. They're added sugars, um, and you can look for them on labels. Anything that says syrup, high fructose corn syrup, carob syrup, malt syrup, rice syrup, all sugars. Now, it's easy to say, oh, rice syrup, that's not a sugar. That's a component of the rice that's going to give this cookie some kind of texture or some kind of binding or 
you know, whatever way the rice syrup might come into play. But oh no, it's sugar. It's disguised. Sugar can be disguised. Disguised. Other names that are very common, and you, I'm sure you've seen these names all over your packages, but you may not realize are sugar, are things like caramel, dextrin, ethyl maltol, fruit juice concentrate. That'll get you right because you're thinking, oh, fruit juice concentrate. But yeah, it's fruit juice concentrate, but it's pure sugar. Sorbitol, xylitol, and maltodextrin. I know you've heard of these. These are all common, but they are code words for sugar. So when you are reading your labels and you're trying to better your lifestyle and you're trying to heal from within, when you're trying to detox your liver so that your liver can keep you healthy and free from inflammation and free from sickness and disease, these are some of the key words that you want to look for. You also want to remember that your body does not differentiate between different types of sugar. Getting your sugar from fruits and vegetables is the number one way to go. If you got all of your natural sugars from fruit or the natural sweeteners that I shared here today, maple syrup, honey, molasses, or dried fruit, you would be just fine and I 100% guarantee unless you had some underlying condition that you're unaware of, you would not crave sugar. Your body would feel like it had exactly what it needed and you would not crave sugar. And if you did crave sugar, you would crave it in the form of a fruit or a vegetable or a dried fruit or one of the natural sugars listed here or otherwise. My friends, healing has to begin from within. And I understand that change is hard and most people do not want to have to change what they eat. And it can be overwhelming because there is so much nutritional overload out there and it's hard to know who to trust and what's right for you. And when I work with clients, it's a very personalized experience. I don't say a low sugar diet will work for me, therefore a low sugar diet will work for you. No, that's not it at all. I look at your genetic profile and I see what are your comorbidities, what are your prior conditions, what what kind of situation we're working with here. I'm able to see into your organ systems by looking at your skin and the whites of your eyes, by looking at your hair and your nails. And together, we use your genetic profile and your physical appearance and your prior conditions and your current health status, and we come up with a diet that works for you. And I use diet loosely because I don't believe in diets with rules and special recipes unless that's specific to what you need, right? I don't go around saying, you need to be on paleo, you need to be on keto, you need to be on um, a vegan diet. No, no only specific to each person if that's exactly what they need. So rather than telling you to go on a low sugar diet or rather than telling you not to eat certain foods, I want to give you the full information that I possibly can in the short amount of time that I have with you so that you can be informed enough to make smart choices. So now you know a little bit more about sugar. You know some of the code names for sugar, you know some of the differences in different types of common sugars. You know how to shop right for the ingredients that you buy that contain sugar. And you can take that information and you can make a smart and informed choice for yourself and for any people that you feed having the information that you have. I'm not telling you what to do and nobody else should tell you what to do. You should gather the information from places like this podcast or from working with an informed clinician 
and use that information to treat yourself so that you can begin healing from the inside out. That is my hope and my goal for you. I will continue sharing as always because I am so passionate about watching you heal and helping you to raise your quality of living by increasing in health. So I hope you'll tune back in for another informed episode next Thursday and beyond. And thank you so much for being here. As always, connect with me at SantaAnimaWellness.com. Send me your emails, send me your texts, give me your story, ask me your questions, and I will continue to share and share and share all that I can. I love you and I thank you for tuning in and I will catch you next Thursday.